special playoffs edition of the Chiefs Bros podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm joined here by Jonathan, as always. Uh, Jonathan, did you get a big bit anything for his retirement party? Uh, yes. I got him a couple sacks uh-huh. um, and a whole bunch of touchdowns. I ordered him actually some interceptions, but Legereus Need dropped them. It's unfortunate. <laughs> they never came in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't arrive. It is a miracle. Did he go the whole game without getting picked off? He did. How did that happen? Uh, turnover luck, I suppose. I guess so. But anyways, yes, we would both like to wish Large Benjamin a happy uh, retirement. Hope he enjoys it. And, you know, yeah. I've been around for a couple of these, you know, iconic quarterback retirements. Like Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. I can't remember, like, Dan Marino or Steve Younger, like Craigman, those kind of guys. I just don't, I can't conjure up a bunch of warm fuzzies for Ben. And I don't know why. It's just like, I never thought of him as being like just some cornerstone of the game. It's like, you know, an era, an era is passing now that we've lost Ben Roethlisberger. It's, well, it's like this. If you're a, an unaffiliated fan, then it's not going to mean a whole lot to you. It's just kind of like, oh, well, that's too bad. I kind of like making fun of him. That's my like response to most quarterbacks when they retire. Mm-hmm. It's more for like that fan base. So, like, all of the pomp and circumstance, if you want to call it that, surrounding Ben tonight, mm-hmm. that was mostly for the Steelers. It wasn't really for us. It just felt like they were trying really hard. Yeah. And have been really for the last half of this season. Where it's like, you know, to me, Ben was never really like a top three quarterback. He's put together an impressive Hall of Fame resume, but he was never like, oh, yeah, it's Brady and Manning and Roethlisberger, he was always like, like was, about a Matt yeah. Stafford level. He was just happened to be playing on better teams. Tear down. I mean, I think he was. I don't know. I'm just going back to like one. I remember one of the first podcasts we did was I think it was 2018. We were playing the Steelers, mm-hmm. and it, it's funny to think about like how much has changed since then because back then, like the Steelers were this like dominant, hard nosed team that we just couldn't get past, and the Chiefs were like this you know plucky underdog that had a you know gimmicky offense. Yeah, that situation's turned about, and really. it's just. So, so different these days where, you know, they're the team that shouldn't have been here and we just dominated them. Have they beat us since we killed them? Or not killed them, I had it. It was a really close game. It was one of Mahomes' first starts in 2018, I think. 2018, he threw six touchdown passes. Yeah. And we beat them in that game. Yeah. So that was a victory for us. So, no, since the, like, since the time they beat us with field goals, they have not beat us since then. It's amazing how that it just feels like that relationship inverted immediately. Where it's like Steelers were like our bugaboo, like our our measuring stick for a long time, and then it just ceased to matter. But yeah, maybe that's the reason that I didn't, don't really care about Roethlisberger is because the Steelers were our foil for so long. I don't know. I'm he's just kind of like he was a very funny quarterback. It was fun yeah. to make fun of him. I think it was always just wild to me he was still playing. 
You know, and I know, I know I should probably be used to that now if like Brady's still playing. He's like five years younger than Ben. Yeah. Or uh, Brady. Yeah, but but Roethlisberger's like 15, like actual years older than Tom Brady. Like, you know, that he went kind of the opposite way, did not take care of himself at all. Well, I mean, that's not who Ben is. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Gotta be who you are. It, yeah, it, it's weird to me that, to think about like, you know, him and Roethlisberger, or sorry, him and uh, Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning all having played as long as they did. So it's kind of like, yeah, that era of quarterback is past. Um, but Brady is like this evil vampire. Vampire yeah. that refuses to die. All of his friends have already died. and He's just lingering around the league, haunting us. Yeah, if it came out at some point that he was doing like this very unethical blood transfusion type thing, <laughs> it would not surprise me a bit. Anyway, that's far, far aside the point. Um, so now that we've thoroughly uh, desecrated Big Ben's retirement party. Yeah, happy retirement. Yeah, Here's I what guess. you mean things about you. More like good riddance. This is, this is kind of how I'm going to feel about Brady when he retires. It's like, finally, you were gone. Well, I mean, I Brady, Brady will be totally different because he has, you know, gotten us the last couple times. Ben's like, I don't know, we've kind of dominated him. So. I mean, I'll be impressed. I'm, I've, always, I've always been impressed with Brady since day one, really, but... It's just like I'm. I'm not sitting here thinking, "Oh man, I get. I'm so sad. I'll never get to watch Brady again." I'll just be like, "Finally, he's gone. It's over. It's yeah. done." And that's about how I feel like Ben. But I'll, not so much like, "Oh, good, we don't have to play Ben anymore." It's like, it's like a, it's like watching a dying horse or something. It's just he needs to be put out of his misery. Yeah, and we did. We did. We the collective Chiefs put Ben out of his misery along with the rest of the Steelers. That's why I love the joke of like this being his retirement party hosted by the Chiefs. Because <laughs> A, it's probably the last game he'll ever play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And B, it's a game that perfectly illustrated why this should be his last game in the NFL. Yeah. Because he is washed. He contributed like nothing. No. It was, hilar- it was a hilarious display of offensive ineptitude. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a certain point when we were up by 35, 34 points where we had... More points than they had yards. Oh boy, that happened for a bit, and then he there was they had a couple garbage time touchdowns. I was texting you guys about this. It's funny to me that we won by twenty one points, mm-hmm. and the game felt nowhere close to that. No, it <laughs> not felt like, even twenty one points. Yeah, it was way. It was way. I mean, way this could have been more. this could have been like sixty to seventeen if we really wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. All right, let's get down to some actual uh, analysis of the game. Yeah, um, so I want to. Crawl inside your brain here for a bit. What was going through... That's a dangerous place. What dark thoughts were going through your head at the end of the first quarter? Well, oh, let's I mean, put it like at the, the nadir, if you will. The lowest point that we had, I think, was the fumble six that they had, and they were up by 7-0. Yeah, we had a couple of like uh, our early season vintage dumb turnovers. And I don't mean dumb as in like someone did something stupid. I mean just like dumb luck turnovers. It's like, well, that what, was, yeah, what like, the heck? Well, that was stupid. Yeah, like the the TJ Watt batted down and it was caught by Devin Bush, and then the the McColl turns out McColl should not play quarterback. The the only non quarterback who played quarterback well tonight was Travis Kelsey last night. Yeah, yeah, I don't I'm not 100 sure if that was like his fault on that, but it was a case where that happened. Everyone was collectively like, well, they got too cute with it. Yeah, but eh, um, whatever. So yeah, just, that was happening, and our offense was still kind of stalling out. Uh, well, I still don't totally know what what really happened that the offense like what flip uh, what switch the offense flipped. It's hard to put your finger on it, but this is just kind of like part of the fabric and identity of this team is that the offense just 
goes to sleep at the start of games sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they come out hot. During the regular season, it seems like they come out, score a couple touchdowns, and then kind of go to sleep for a bit. Whereas in the postseason, I don't know what it is, but the last couple of years, it's like we just kind of start off and we're slow. And then yeah. at some point, we figure it out, we turn it on, and then we just go on this insane heater. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we didn't obviously podcast in the last couple of weeks uh, as we were preparing for the playoffs, giving ourselves a break. But um, very well rested. In real life, you and I talked. And, and my thought was, you know, the frustrating thing about this year's Chiefs team is you just don't know when certain groups are just not going to show up. Like not literally, but just like the offense didn't show up for the first quarter, or yeah. you know the defense will just get like was kind of sleepwalk through a quarter or a half or something like that. Well, it wasn't just like I know the first quarter is not good, but it was like five straight drives of zero points. Yeah, and there was a little bit of ball movement in there. Like we, I think, got close to the red zone before um, that uh, interception from Mahomes. But yeah, it was five straight drives where you score zero points. That's Pretty alarming. Yeah, the first the first quarter plus, like the first quarter and then a minute or two after, was like written by a Steelers fan. It was kind of like that scenario they've been trotting out all week where it's like... Yeah, it's like, here's well, all if, the wacky if, things that need to happen yeah, for us to win. If J.J. Watt goes, or T.J. Watt goes out of his mind, and he did because he had like a, a yeah. basically a bad ball interception and a fumble recover for a touchdown. So he it looked like he touchdown. was, as they say, taking over the game. Mm-hmm. And then, they, yeah, they were spotted uh, a touchdown and they got the ball back, I believe. Um, so it, was, it just felt like... It felt like if they got some offensive, if they got some rhythm on offense, and our our respective units kept going like they were, this is going to be a close game. It should never have been a close game. Again, that all went away. But uh, it's so weird. And I wonder if it's like something schematic where it's like it just takes them a little while to figure out what the other team is doing, or if it's just like a totally a mental thing where they just need to like break a few plays and mm-hmm. everyone kind of relaxes and calms down, and then you're just firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just kind of who this team is. This is one of the few weeks where I actually want to see some serious analysis of what happened. And usually people don't get into that whenever the team wins because the answer is obvious. The Chiefs are way better than the Steelers. Yeah, especially in a blowout. But to me, I, I really want to know what happened between the first and second quarter. Because in the first quarter, it felt to me like they were bringing a lot of pressure. Which is kind of wild because we've established over the years you don't blitz Mahomes. If you do, he's going to find the guy, right? Least blitz quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and it felt like that was kind of their strategy coming into this was, okay, well, everyone's been doing the the too high safety. They seem to have kind of figured that out to varying degrees of success. Let's just, you know, we, they've got a backup. The Chiefs had a backup, technically, right tackle in, uh, in Andrew Wiley, who's really more of a starter, but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it felt like they were almost like, okay, let's go after them. Let's let's blitz heavy here. And I don't know if that was a galaxy brain idea. Whenever they really should just play the too high safety, like everyone else has, or or that was like more personnel based for them because they they do have an imposing pass rush. But it felt like that's what they were doing, and then we just at some point adjusted to that and just went off completely. Which is what you want to see from yeah. the offensive group. It's like the other team comes in, they do something that's countering something that you did not expect. Mm-hmm. You make adjustments, and then you saw them take advantage of it. And after that first quarter, is just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Mm-hmm. They put up just. I saw some stat that like Mahomes threw five touchdown passes in the span of like less than eleven minutes of game time. Yeah, it's just crazy. We had some like some quick scores, some deep passes. Um, we had a, I believe, a fumble recovery. Fumble recovery put Frank us on Clark. like that 30 or so. Yeah. 
So yeah, it, it's funny how quickly that game went from like everyone being nervous and uptight and just like that weird kind of that old playoff energy yeah. of like, oh, are we we're looking a little bit fraudulent right now? What's going on? I had some weird energy, and and since I, you and I were watching the game together, I definitely like you were not in a good place. <laughs> I was jolting a lot. You know, you know, like if you if you if you ride in a car with someone you know is a bad driver. Yeah, and they, they're, you're constantly uncomfortable because like everything that they do, you're like second guessing and afraid you're constantly going to get in a crash. That's like me watching the Chiefs in the second quarter of yeah, last night's were, game. You were seeing like phantom turnovers. Yeah, like every there. time every time McCole touched the ball, I was like, oh crap, it's oh, a fumble. No. Oh no, just go down, just go down. Yeah, um, or every time like Mahomes like rolled out and did one of his deep passes. It's just th- this year has been so weird with like strange weird luck that I was half expecting it for most of the game, but. Yeah, it worked out. It was it was a thorough dismantling. Um, if we want to talk about the defense at all, I mean, it was kind of a repeat of the previous Steelers game. Yeah, well, in, in regard to the defense, I want to say that like the story of this game will be first quarter was oh yikes, and then three quarters of dominance. Well, really like one or two, and then garbage time. But for the defense, was playing well all game long. Yeah, they and were. if I felt like they got they went like prevent defense at the end, which is mm-hmm. totally understandable. They were up by like. Four or five touchdowns. Right. And then, like, the last touchdown, maybe the last two were just scored off of, uh, like, the second teamers, the backups. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a really dominant performance from the defense, even against an offense that was, you know, pretty lethargic. Yeah. I mean, the, the run defense was very solid, which I think is a good sign heading into the rest of this postseason because whoever we play is going to have a good run defense or a good run offense from now on. There was a good tackling all night, yeah. which is huge. Um, Sneed really should have had at least two picks. Yeah, he Poor got guy. so close. He um, caught the one that there was the yeah hold the roughing the roughing the, the bin right. Yeah, last one of those we're ever going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, has a good sacks, had good pressure. I think for most of the night. Yeah. Um, I, and, and this one this struck me because I felt like we still had a lot of single coverage on the outside, like man man up coverage. But they did not take advantage the same way. I don't know if the throws weren't there. Um, Deontay drop, Johnson had a case of the drops. Um, but I thought like Ward played a good game. It what was, what was weird to me was like I don't know if there's a big difference between the game that like Ward and the secondary played this game versus what they played against the Bengals. It's just when they played the Bengals, there's Jamar Chase and there was a bunch of terrible calls. Well, the difference was one you had a quarterback that could actually locate the ball downfield, mm-hmm. Burrow, and then. Uh, Jamar Chase is an insane talent. And then there was all the flags thrown on top of that. So I don't think schematically it was that different. It was just like, this is a team that is not equipped to exploit that while the Bengals were. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think we had a single pass interference call or defensive holding call all night. No. That was something I saw that kind of across the league that the DPIs were like way down. Well, man, why can't you do that all the time? Which is like back in my day, that was like playoff football. We don't call that kind of stuff as tightly. Okay. Last couple of years, it seems like they they have. But why are you calling it the regular season? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's some weird weird mental gymnastics required to go through all that. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice to see them play a pretty clean game. Uh, so defense, I thought it was good just all, all across the board. I was not worried. I know a lot of people were kind of feeling a little bit nervous about the last two weeks of not very good defensive performance. I thought it was just kind of a case of there's a bit of a mental letdown when, like, you know, you okay, we won the division, we're going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think you have that aspect. And then both of those games, the Bengals and the Broncos, the Bengals, there was a lot of ref ball. 
And then the Broncos game, they were playing out there in a mud pit. So, but that is, if we, if we play the Bengals again, or heck, even the Bills, that's a big part of their game for the Bengals is throwing it up and getting getting those YOLO balls that also turn into ref ball. Yeah, I feel like they're like one of those teams that's trying to draw the foul in basketball. You yeah, know? well, it's it's a very boomer bust offensive approach. I think they're going to get bounced by the Titans, but I suppose we'll get into some of the matchups later on. Yeah, it's weird because the 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 Bengals are the most recent team to beat us, but I also feel like they're the team I'd rather face in like the AFC Championship right now. Or any any. I would rather face them than the Titans or the Bills. I'll tell you mostly mostly because then we could play in Arrowhead. But yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Anyhow, um, okay. Any other thoughts about the Steelers game? Um, I think we have. A couple of good performances we want to call out. Do we want to do our game ball section oh, now? Oh, well, we won. We kept your game balls. Yeah. yeah. So, um, can I go first? Yes, please do. All right. My Mine's probably going to be pretty obvious. I'm going to give my game ball to Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Running back. Hasn't done... Hasn't really had the opportunity to do much of anything for us this year. Mm-hmm. A little bit of, like, third down back work. And just for various circumstances with... Clyde being out and Daryl not being fully back, uh, he kind of basically got a a work her, workhorse role. Yeah, three down back uh, I mean, this week, which is rare for us these yeah. days. Derek Orbick's in a little bit, if I remember correctly. He had like a few carries, not much. Yeah. Um. But no, you're right, and and it felt like this. We've been kind of seeing flashes of this for a while. Like I remember him getting some hype in the in camp in the preseason, and then he had a couple of games I think early on where he contributed. Um, and then he had the game, was that last week or two weeks ago, where he, he scored a pretty impressive touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he came off looking very good. He, he's like the, he seems like the only guy I would trust to actually run outside. Um, he, he has nice straight line speed, yeah. and he has pretty good vision and decent change of direction, it seems to me. I would rather have him as our third down back right now than like Clyde, who's not, I know he's not out there right now, but like he just, he seems like he's the right guy to fit into a, a pass heavy, like check down offense. Seems to have some really nice uh, hands and yeah. the ability to accelerate immediately after catching. Is he Texas Tech? Am I making that up? I have no idea. All right, I'm gonna look this up. Um, just because I'm curious. I didn't realize he had been in the league for like eight years. Oh yeah, he that's was, a long he time was, for running back. He's been around so long that he was Adrian Peterson's backup in Minnesota. Wow. So I guess. My turn to talk about some stuff. This while you is, look this that is the up. sound of me looking up where he went to college. Okay. So no, I was totally off. Totally off. Totally off. Georgia Southern. Yeah, that's pretty far. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, he had a good game, so he gets a game ball. And I hope maybe he keeps it going next week because we might need him. Okay, my offensive game ball. Um, and this is actually, this is kind of indicative of a larger shift in the offense. Um, but it, it, it's all kind of set up in this one play. Um, our new goal line specialist, Nick Allegretti, who came in <laughs> and basically he he pimped him out as a blocker, took J.J. Watt and threw him to the ground in dominating fashion, then turned around and caught Mahomes' touchdown pass. It was a pretty awesome play. And it was great because, you know, big man touchdown. Everyone likes that. It's real crowd. Everybody likes Crowd that. pleaser. Um, but I really appreciated how the Chiefs, I don't know if this was completely intentional or if this was something they always intended to do that they kind of took a while to do, but we had a really good game plan for getting around TJ Watt after the first quarter. He made his impact felt in the first quarter, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But then like that play, 
and just the way we, I think we started to do a whole lot of chipping uh, with running backs and tight ends and double, basically double cover or double teaming TJ Watt. Um, and he starts trying to go inside and Mahomes roll outside. It just felt like we did a great job of responding to a dominant player and getting around it. And the best example of that came in our first touchdown where we're down on the goal line, Mahomes shotgun snap, he gets the snap, he fakes like he's thrown it to the outside, and TJ lunges for that like he's been doing uh, before, and, but he uses his aggressiveness yep. against him, pitches it to Jarek McKinnon inside. Yeah, I mean, the whole time, like, TJ Watt was looking around like Wiley Coyote, just being like, why did this blow up in my face? What happened? Yeah. I think great. the Chiefs offense, credit to Andy Reid, they do a great job of dealing with defenses where there's one really dominant player, mm-hmm. especially one in, like, the front seven, where it's like, okay, uh, well, really, I'm talking about defensive linemen. Yeah. It's like, this is the guy we got to worry about. Let's design plays to exploit his aggressiveness and work around him. Seems like they are great at that. Yeah. So that, that's my game ball that really goes to the whole offense. Yeah. Are we doing defensive ones too? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I want to give mine to Charvarius Ward, mm-hmm. who I believe they had shadowing uh, Chase Claypool pretty much all night, and mm-hmm. I don't think I barely even remember hearing his name. So he he's had a couple of rough games kind of due to what the Chiefs have asked him and hasn't always worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of the guy that was in coverage in a lot of those Jamar Chase touchdowns and big plays. So he's had a rough week or two here, but I thought he did really well today. So, yeah, he gets my game ball. Yeah, he's one of those where like, if the refs are on their crap, then he looks terrible. If they're not, he looks really good. That's kind of the whole – all the Chiefs secondary Must the last be. couple of years. Yeah. Very handsy group. I'm going to give mine to Willie Gay Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason is because he forced Knight's only turnover – and that was the only fumble that Najee Harris had on the season. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And it wasn't, I don't even know if it was super intentional. He just like was tackling him and his hand hit the ball and out goes the ball. And then Frank Clark gets it. It was beautiful. It's kind of sad for these Steelers players to watch a game like that and realize there are some really good players, uh, really talented dudes, but they just had no chance in this game. I mean, just like no chance. Mm-hmm. Like they. I was saying that like they lose this game like a hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah, I think the this is going to sound strange, but I think if you get outside the quarterback position, the Steelers might have one of the more talented rosters in the league. Yeah, they. I will say I will agree with you that they do have some nice stars. Mm-hmm. Although they've also have some big weaknesses outside of Big Ben. Like their offensive line is bad. That's true. And, it's and a that's problem. that's inconsistent with the way they've been previous. They used to have one of the better offensive lines in the league. And their defense is, like, T.J. Watt is awesome. Mm-hmm. And when he's played this season, they've been okay. But on the whole, their defense is bad. It which doesn't make sense to me. They've got a lot of good players on that defense. They're, like, the worst rushing defense in the league. They ended that way. Which is so weird because, like, they're one of those teams, like, you see that uniform and you're, like, good defense. Uh, yeah, I kind of wonder if it's, like, the Chicago Bears, Baltimore Ravens center where it's just like, oh, this is historically been a smash mouth team. They must have a good defense. Yeah, but no, they haven't. Maybe not. I mean, he's he's that good of a player that like when he's on the field, they're a decent defense, but when he's off the field, they got abused this year. Would you say the Chiefs defense is better than the Steelers defense right now? Oh yeah, definitely. Chiefs That's just kind of wild. The Steelers uh, fans would tell you that for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. So double game balls. Yep. Turning the pages, we're on to Buffalo. Yes. So, let's talk about what Buffalo 
all the terrible things that they did to the Patriots. Well, it was really just one thing, but they did it over and over and over again, which was score touchdowns. I watched that game late at night, and I have, I'm not sure I have ever seen as dominant an offensive performance as when the Bills dismantled the Patriots on Saturday night. And I think you could prove that because, like, literally, it was a perfect game. Yeah. Seven drives, seven touchdowns, kneel down. End of game. You can't get any better than that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so like 100% I, drive efficiency. I turned this game off because I got too bored. What were they doing that was so amazing against the Patriots defense? Who's okay? I think the Patriots defense is okay. It's not like this was the worst team in the league. Okay, there's a couple of things. Number one, first and foremost, Josh Allen was playing out of his mind. Like he has been for spaces of this year. Um, he was hitting all of the deep throws. Uh, whenever they got to third and short, it seemed like they, that was almost always a designed QB run, mm-hmm. and the Patriots had no answer for it. Um, so it's all of that, but probably offensively, I'd say the biggest element is that they had a decent run game. And that's something that Buffalo hasn't had in a long time. So they were actually able to run the ball pretty well. They were already passing the ball well. Uh, they have a wide receiver. His name is Isaiah McKenzie, I believe. And he's kind of come alive here at the end of the season and been a big part of their offense. And I don't know, man. It was just it was a very dominant performance. I'm a little bit intimidated, to be quite honest with you. Because it's, it's alarming to me to think, okay, Chiefs defense is good, but they're not that much better than the Patriots defense, I don't think. Patriots defense, well, I, yeah, I think you know. You know me. I've got some hot yeah. takes about the Patriots. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were supposed to have, statistically speaking, a top five de- defense in the NFL this year, and they got eviscerated. And they got Bill Belichick, who's probably the best defensive coach of all time. Yeah. And it, it mattered for none. Yeah. Literally a perfect game. I can't figure it. I, th- my hope is that a lot of that had to do with this is the third time they've played them this year. Mm-hmm. They played them in past years. These teams know each other really well, and the the Bills just knew, here's the weaknesses, we can exploit this. And maybe they won't be able to do that against the Chiefs. Did Mac Jones have a bunch of turnovers? No, not really. I mean, I think he had two picks maybe, but they weren't. one of them at least wasn't really even his fault. And I, I don't know. He, he was basically what I expected. Like, he wasn't too bad. He wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really more just like the Patriots offense stunk. Their defense was terrible. And I don't know. I don't even know what to say about a game like that where one team just completely dominates the other. And the game was in Buffalo. Yeah. Do uh, you know what probably actually did it, now that I think about it? Fitzmagic. Ah, uh, yeah. He was, he was in attendance and shirtless. That's true. Ah, I love that clip of him. Isn't he still technically shirtless, just like, screaming like a fan? Isn't he under contract with the Washington yeah, football team? Yeah, he's literally another team's quarterback. That's he fantastic. showed up. I love it. This, this reminds me of whenever we wanted um, Fitzpatrick to come bang the drum for the Chiefs yes. after he beat the Patriots in 2019. Oh, that was so awesome. Um, yeah, it just that that doesn't feel like a sustainable ceiling to me. It just felt like they had the best night of their lives. You know, it doesn't seem repeatable. It, well, I mean, that we'll level? See. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. But, I mean, I've been watching that team for quite a while, and they've had a lot of ups and downs this year offensively, like the Chiefs have. They've lost to some dumb teams, right? But their ceiling is almost as high as the Chiefs' ceiling offensively. 
Almost. Not yeah. not quite, but it's right up there. Who have they lost to this year, though? Uh, they had some they, pretty they bad losses. Like, the most egregious was they actually lost to Jacksonville in a game in which only field goals were kicked. Yeah, like, how does that happen? How does how does I have no idea how that game <laughs> happened. I don't understand that. I'm there not, was a lot of games like I'm that. I'm not gonna bother year, it up. They've just they've lost a lot of games and a lot of dumb games this year. Yeah. But that's just the NFL. There's there is no consistently good team that always looks good every time they take the field. It's just wild. It's pretty rare, yeah. Yeah. Um so against the Chiefs, things that will be different from the Patriots game. Uh, I think it's Patriots Bills is different than Bills Chiefs. I think because beating oh, the, well, beating the de- Patriots yeah, that's, that's a big deal. Definitely right? different. Yeah, that's kind of like one of the first times we beat the Broncos after they didn't have Peyton Manning. We're just like, yes, finally it's our time. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be an Arrowhead. The Chiefs haven't been so much better at home this year, but I think that's got to be better than playing in Orchard Park. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's that much better. I think it is a little harder for the other team's offense, though. So you have that. Now, when we played them earlier this year, was that game in Buffalo or Arrowhead? That game was... I do not remember. I think right. it was an Arrowhead, actually. I'm, I'm going to look it up now. Because I had a hot take earlier in the year that we actually played better on the road. Sometimes it seems to be the case. My phone is very frozen. The Patriots are something else was just like so so one-dimensional not necessarily in the sense of like run to pass but more in the sense like there's a certain game script that they can follow but if they get behind that game script they have nothing mm-hmm. so like if they they're basically their offense is designed to win every game by like one score yeah. and if they get a little bit behind then they have no answer like they have no deep passing game at all okay week five the bills Beat the Chiefs at Keha Field yeah. by 18 points. It was 38 to 20. Yeah, that was the first game where we, it had been a long time since we'd had a game, well, excluding the Super Bowl, where it felt like, oh my gosh, we just got dominated by another team. Yeah. That hadn't happened in a long time. Because we just lost, I believe, to the Ravens on a last-second nonsense. Yeah, that was, that was a, kind of a dumb game. Yeah. But, yeah, the Bills just came in. They just kicked our butts. Like, there was no way around it. Now, that game... If I remember correctly, I saw a tweet earlier today, so we'll see. Chris Jones was not playing because he was hurt. War- Charles Ward was not playing. Willie Gay was not playing. And someone else whose name escaped me. But Probably think, Frank Clark. I think the Chiefs might have been. Honestly, it might have been. Uh, the Chiefs are significantly healthier now. So it's just kind of a question of, you know, that it's going it's to be at Arrowhead again. The I think we we both just beat up on inferior teams pretty badly, you know. So it's not like either team is necessarily like it's going to be an adjustment to your your level of competition at the next level for both teams. Because I kind of worry about that with the Steelers, where it's like this is, we're we're playing on them easy mode, and now we have to go play the Bills. That's a big step up. But I think it's the same is true for the uh, Patriots and the Bills. The, the Bills also just finished beating a team that should not have been in the playoffs. Got him. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, hey, you didn't watch all that game, Andrew. It got no. even more embarrassing than that. No, you're right. I did not. So I don't know if, if I'm if I'm looking at this matchups. It it makes me nervous that the Bills had success with down downfield passing game because that feels like it's the Chiefs' Achilles' heel. Yeah, I think our run defense is solid. I think our pass rush is solid. 
I think our pass coverage in general is solid, but if you play a bunch of deep outside throws like the Bengals did against us in week 16 or 17, ah, it's going to mess with me forever. They're really susceptible to that, especially if you can sell pass interference. Yeah. It seems like passes that are short of, like, or um, behind the line of scrimmage, so like the short passing game, mm-hmm. seems like we're good at that. Yeah. Uh, we, it seems like we figured it out early on. We were struggling with stuff to the flats, but I think we figured that out. And stuff that's in the middle, we don't allow that too much. seems like it's the long, deep passes outside the numbers to the wide receivers where it's like we have a hard time with that. And what's frustrating is it doesn't even feel like it's personnel-based. It feels like the personnel doing the job is just we're constantly putting guys on islands. Well, it, it's like this. So here's the defensive strategy. You do that. You put the guy on the, on the island out there and force them to make those to attempt those throws, but those are like low percentage throws. Mm-hmm. Like those will most of the time not work out. But when, again, I think we're all kind of focused in on the Bengals game whenever we're discussing this. You're dealing with a quarterback and a wide receiver that had like a very unique, rare connection there. And there was some ref ball on top of that. So I don't, almost I don't want to say like that's one of our weaknesses because it hasn't been for most of this year. There's just that one game. Really. I feel like there are times in the Spagnuolo era where that weakness presents itself. And the, the two big ones that are occurring to me are, um, I think it was either 2019 or 2020, we played the Seahawks. And Russell Wilson just threw a bunch of dimes down the field. And there was just nothing we could do. Well, Everyone was in position. There were just amazing throws. Because Wilson is one of the better deep ball throwers in the league. Yes. Yeah. That was Sutton, though. 2019? That was 2018. That was, that was Sutton. You sure about this? I thought it was yeah. 2019 when we played the Seahawks. Pretty sure. But we got to look this up again. <laughs> no, I don't care enough to look it up. Um, and then the other, the other thing that sticks out to me is if the Titans are on their game and they're beating you up with Derrick Henry... Their deep play action pass is lethal, especially with A.J. Brown. So that also makes me nervous. If they want to start doing some play action and then Tannehill just goes out and throws it deep. He's not as good as these other quarterbacks we've mentioned, um, even the deep ball, but he can do it, especially if we're, if we're having to put you know seven or eight in the box to try to contain Henry. Well, Titans are such a different offense. Like They're all built off of the play action yeah. passing. The Bills are not like that. They're just like, drop back. We're just going to throw on you. So I'm, I'm officially nervous about... The Bills offense versus the Chiefs defense, as anyone should be after the Bills pitched a perfect game. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to watch that game and what they did to the Patriots and not be like, oh, crap, we have to go play that team now. Yeah. Even whenever you're the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking about their defense a little bit, that worries me too because they have a defense that was really built from the back end forward and was really designed to stop the pass, which is you know, rough because that's what we mostly like to do. We've done, we've been pretty good running the ball this year, but I really were more of a pass first offense still. Now, wasn't that last year where we we flipped the script on them in the AFC Championship game and ran over them a bunch? Uh, we did that when our regular season matchup, and I think we did that a little bit in the um, postseason game as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I think that's something that we're going to need to do. We're going to have to have that running game clicking. Because the passes are not going to be anywhere close to as easy as they were against the Steelers. No. No. They also have some really fast athletic linebackers that's going to make life difficult for Kelsey and really anyone that's trying to uh, catch passes in the short intermediate. Honestly, as long as we can avoid the first quarter sleepwalk, 
I'm not that worried about the Chiefs' offense versus the Bills, uh, just because I feel like the Chiefs have finally learned how to be multiple on offense, how to exploit whatever weakness the defense you're facing by switching around your strategy in game. Yeah, they can adjust. Yeah, by having the we have the ability to do the deep game, we have the ability to do the short game, and run like a true West Coast offense. We can uh, run we the have, ball. We can run the ball. We can do the RPOs. See, like the Chiefs' offense is very flexible right now. Very well rounded. Kind of do like the whole like jetly move like water thing, where we're we're you know, whatever the, whatever the defense is giving us, we're going to take. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about like the Bills' defense like shutting us down. Mm-hmm. I am a little bit worried about them being able to mitigate a lot of the stuff that we do, though. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is a game where you can count on coming out and scoring, you know, 30, 35 points. Yeah. Um, let's talk injuries heading into this game really quickly. Um. So Clyde obviously is did not play this past week. Don't know if he's going to play. Does it matter if Clyde plays? Honestly, not that much. I feel like anything that Clyde would do is already being done by like Daryl Williams and or Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, and this feels like the Chiefs are at the point now where the the running back does not matter a ton. We've got a good offensive line. We've got a good like scheme for how to check down to the running back. So it's not like any one of these guys is going to be so much better than those. No, and I mean, we've kind of talked about this ad nauseum throughout the season, but all of our running backs are solid. Mm-hmm. None of them are, like, super great. Yeah. So they're all – they'll be fine. So that sounds bad if your starting running back is out in the pro season, but it's such a committee at this point. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like losing Najee Harris or Derrick Henry or yeah. like that was kind of the identity of your team, the star player, mm-hmm. or Christian McCaffrey. It's like – it's much more of a plug-and-play position for the Chiefs, yeah. which is fine. Uh, the other one, Lucas Yang, is out for the year, I believe. Um, what actually happened to him? Was it an ACL? Uh, I remember him going out. I don't remember I exactly like what it was. tendon, whatever that means. I don't know. I know there's, like, there's a bunch of weird names for ligaments in your knee. He broke one of them. Um, he was playing left tackle at the time, which to me kind of wonder, – I wonder if, you know, you do develop a certain musculature and, and like mm, muscle yeah. memory – yeah, depending on which side of the ball you're on. We switched him to the left side because Orlando Brown was weird that game or something. So I don't know if that messed him up. Um, anyway, he's he's done for the year. Um, so Andy, Andy Riley was in there. I think Wiley's played as well as Yang or Remmers have at any point this year. So I think I'm fine with, with Wiley, especially if we're willing to give help the way we did uh, the last couple of games with like TJ Watt. Yeah, I think Wiley's been fine. I think Rimbers, whenever he was in for us, was maybe a little bit better, and pass blocking especially. Mm-hmm. Um, that's honestly, if there was one thing that I was a little bit concerned about from that Chiefs-Steelers game, is that our offensive line did not hold up super well against the defensive front of the Steelers. Because Wiley, I mean, he, he's got a, it's a tall order to block T.J. Watt, even yeah. if you're getting chip help and kind of play design help throughout most of the night. Mm-hmm. But he definitely got toasted a few times. A little more worrisome was Orlando Brown got smoked a few times on the left side. He did. He had some rough snaps. And you have to wonder if that pregame injury he had like last week, or I guess maybe it was that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You have to wonder if that didn't have something to do with it. Maybe yeah. he's not 100%. Could be. He did not look too quick out there. Now, it was a good, it was actually an underrated pass rusher he was working against, I believe, in Highsmith. But yeah. Um, yeah, he looked a little rough at times. My even my guy Creed got beat one time pretty badly, so mm-hmm. it, yeah, not a not a super stellar night from the pass blocking group. I don't know if, if the AFC has any defensive lines that are better than what we just faced at Pittsburgh, though. Ooh, okay, let me think. 
The Bills, no. The Bills have much more of a kind of pass rush by committee approach, mm-hmm. kind of similar to what New England does. Uh, Bengals, they have like Chris Hubbard. Outside of that, they've got nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a matchup I'm fine with. The Titans are weird because they don't have like any star pass rushers per se, but they've got like a big front that's like basically all bull rushers that mm-hmm. can kind of collapse the pocket on you. So yeah, that's my little uh, scouting preview. Defensive line across the AFC. Yeah. Um, and if we make the Super Bowl, we'll deal with that then because we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Exactly. Um, so it feels like oh, oh last last injury update. Uh, Rashad Fenton late scratch from this game. From had, what I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Had some kind of pregame injury. I saw some tweets that apparently his back walked up on him while he was warming up. Yeah, and he just couldn't recover from it in time. Which sounds to me more like a spasm or like a short-term thing than like a tear or a fracture or something like that. Doesn't sound like a like significant injury going forward. I think that's something to be able to get under control. But you that, never know. That feels like a big injury to me though, because I think he's he's probably like our co. Like, Sneed's obviously the first corner. But then between him and Ward, it's like Ward plays outside and Fenton will play the slot. But they're like 2 and 2A, two I think. Yeah. As our second corners. And then if we have uh, Mike Hughes in there, that's a bit of a drop-off from Fenton to Hughes. Well, so yeah. I mean, you Fenton had a lot of starters. So. A lot of Hughes snaps in this last game. He did okay, but he also gave up some big, some big, uh, big gains and a touchdown. So I, I would feel a whole lot better going up against a dominant pass uh, game if we've got Rashad Fenton in there. Yeah. Hopefully that's not a big deal. We'll see throughout the week. Hopefully he's just able to get back next week. I, yeah. I would think I would imagine so, but we'll just have to see. Yeah. But overall, it feels like the Chiefs are way healthier heading into this, you know, the meat of the postseason, if you will, um, than we really have been at most points of the year. That's an underrated part of this season is like you, whenever teams get just decimated with injuries, you talk about that, but what seems like when it's the other way, you don't talk about it as much, right. but the Chiefs have been like really pretty healthy throughout this entire year outside of kind of some defensive players earlier on. Yeah. If you don't have Frank Clark and Chris Jones healthy, the pass rush gets kind of rough. Yeah. It helps to have Melvin Ingram now, but those two really, really help on the defensive line performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not aware of any significant injuries for the Bills. Is is Tavares White back in there now? No, he's out for the year, which is a huge loss for them. Yeah, that that helps us out quite a bit, actually. Yeah, um, never happy for injuries, but no, no, never root for injuries. But it is something to know about. Uh, I'm trying to think outside of that. I don't. I don't keep up with other teams' injuries that much, but I don't think they had any significant injuries in the uh, in the game against New England. I don't think so. I think they got a pretty healthy complement of skill positions. Yeah. And uh, defensive players. So, what's your what's your gut feel for this game? How are you feeling? To be honest with you, yeah, I'm not feeling very good. Yeah. Uh, part of it is just like watching the Bills with that dominant performance. Part of it is their defense is kind of designed to limit a lot of what the Chiefs like to do. Yeah. Because so much of our offense is like speed and trickeration and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're they also have a very speedy, fast defense. So I I think this is gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be a dogfight throughout. I could see it being a point to Palooza. I could see it being low scoring. But either way, I feel like this is gonna be pretty close. 
I think the betting odds are like a pick them right now, basically, right? Because like the Chiefs have like a couple points, but it's because of the home field advantage. I haven't, I haven't seen it. It wouldn't shock me at all if we were an underdog. I feel like we should be. I feel like we should be a one score underdog heading into this game because that's that's how I feel about the Chiefs right now. Like I, heading into this game, I think we're. I think I don't feel optimistic. Um, two reasons for that: one, the Bills seem to be red hot right now. Uh, two, just the way this team has trended over the entire course of the year. We have played like we have run bad teams into the ground, and then we've been we struggled against good teams. And yeah. I know there's some there are some some exceptions to that. You know, I think we played uh, we beat the Cowboys. You can debate whether they're a good team or not based on the results of the Cowboys Niners game. Mm-hmm. But you know, when we're playing like the Bengals a couple weeks ago, or all of the pretty much nearly all of the AFC playoff field at the start of the year. We struggled. We looked bad. We've lost regular season games to all of the remaining AFC champion or AFC playoff field uh, that's still alive. I I just really worry about how this matchup uh, fits for the Chiefs and and just the fact that they they seem kind of inconsistent with you know when they do or don't show up. I would say the consistency. I would definitely agree with. The other thing, look. My take on that is it's the postseason. We throw the records out here. They don't really matter anymore. It's all about how are you playing right now? What is the current state of your team? Does it matter to me that we lost to the Titans in like week four of this year? No. That that has like literally no bearing to me on this game because the teams are so different now. That was months ago. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs team that we saw throughout most of the middle of the season was not great, and they probably lost to a lot of good teams. And part of that is just that we didn't – there wasn't a whole lot of great teams scheduled at the end here. Mm-hmm. Kind of the second half of our schedule was a lot of subpar teams that we beat up on. Right. But, no, I'm not I'm not worried that, like, the Chiefs are, like, this, you know, bottom feeder type team where they beat all these bad ones and we're going to lose to a good one. Yeah. Uh, that's just, like – to me, I am, I am nervous about the game, but that has way more to do with the Bills being pretty scary looking than me being, like, concerned about the Chiefs. Right. I think there are, there are a couple slight reasons for optimism here. Um, one, like like we're talking about, the Chiefs are very healthy. Two, I don't think they're going to have any problem getting motivated for this game. No, because it's very clear to me this is the best team we're going to play in the AFC this year. I really think whoever wins this game is going to be the Super Bowl yeah. uh, contender. And we got embarrassed by them earlier in the year, so yeah. I think there's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. And you just saw them kill the Patriots. So yeah, I really think our players are going to know like this is a huge game. We've got to come to play, or we're going to get spanked. And also, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is a real thing or not. Psychological edges are always strange to try to predict. Uh, but the Bills did beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. They just trounced the Patriots. It was like is, their main foe. Yeah, like Big Brother just completely destroyed mm-hmm. them. I got to think they're kind of feeling themselves a little right now. You know? Well, and you gotta wonder, and as crazy it is playing against the Chiefs, this might be a little bit of a letdown spot for them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I mean, they—you like listen to the press conferences they had. They mm-hmm. were so mad about that game that was in the wind tunnel against the Patriots that they lost, yep. and all of the media takes that came out of that. Mm-hmm. And so they came out with their hair on fire when they had the rematch, beat the Patriots handily, and then just crushed them in the playoffs. Now they did. You no, know, they, they probably remember. How last season we kept them from going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They probably, probably have not forgotten have that. Not forgotten. <laughs> um, that was a very chippy game, too, if you yeah, remember. Yeah. I think also the the knife of inconsistency cuts both ways. 
Hmm. Because the Chiefs have been a streaky team this year. The Bills have been a streaky team this year. Yeah. And you also kind of don't always know which Josh Allen's going to show up at different points. Yeah, I think he is much more of a wild card than Mahomes is. Yeah. Because Mahomes has such a high floor, generally. Yeah. Even this year, you know? Yeah. With with Allen, it's just kind of, you see who you got. You might have the fire-breathing Jack-type Josh Allen that you saw um, against the Patriots, or you might have the Josh Allen that just can't stop doing weird, wacky stuff that they've had several games like that this year. And it feels like the Chiefs are, have been fairly successful in baiting Josh Allen into doing wacky stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It feels like at least that's that's what heck occurred earlier in the season. I feel like we got got to or sorry, earlier like in the last postseason game. So we shall see. I'm still cautiously pessimistic, honestly. Um, just it never felt to me like this was a Chiefs team that was destined for the Super Bowl. So maybe that's why I'm thinking we're going to drop this game. It's but. like this: it, the Chiefs don't feel as dominant as they have been, or as they felt in 2020 or 2019. Arguably even 2019. Yeah. Wait, I think I screwed that up. Basically, like the last three years, the Chiefs have felt much more dominant than they've been this year. This year, they felt like they've been vulnerable in a way that they haven't been for a long time. But I don't know. I, I, like, I like where we're at right now at this point in the season. Yeah. Can we talk about why that feeling has shifted versus like last year and the year before? I don't know if it was just oh, a I Super Bowl. I think it's pretty simple. I mean, the offense just hadn't... I won't say... You know, we've talked about this so much, yeah. but defenses across the league kind of adjusted to the super high-powered passing attacks yes. that the NFL had, and that was a lot of what the Chiefs had to do, like to do. Mm-hmm. So they've they kind of had, I think maybe the best way to describe it, it was a bit of an identity crisis throughout the middle of this season. But now I think we've figured it out. We're much more well-rounded, and we can really, we can score in different ways now. Yeah. So that's what's the curious thing for me. It's like, okay, I understand regression's a thing, but it doesn't feel like the Chiefs got worse. I mean, our offensive line is net better, probably, especially at this yeah. point in the year, whenever we had injuries. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right in that the rest of the league, like there was a while there where the Chiefs were just playing ahead of the rest of the league schematically. And now the rest of the league is caught up. And it's not just a Chiefs thing. I think every passing attack is having a harder time this year than they have in years past. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to find out a whole lot about whether this is just a, that was like a, a couple of year gap there where, you know, Reed and Mahomes were able to take advantage or whether this is like a contending Chiefs team that has staying power, if that makes sense. They, yeah. If they, if they actually can roll with the punches and, and kind of ride the wave of whatever NFL trends going on to adjust. Yeah. And I really think like. I really feel like this is going to be a very close game. It's going to be one of those that come down to the very last minute. Mm-hmm. And it feels almost like a coin flip as to whether or not we'll win. Uh, I can really see it going either way. But even if we lose, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I knew this team's a fraud. Because, like, the Bills are a really good team. And sometimes it, you get beat by really good teams. It just happens. Yeah. Uh, we're going to need – really going to need Mahomes to play. I mean, he was awesome against the Steelers. We're going to need him to, like, access that – I don't know even how to describe it, but that like super elite level of quarterbacking that he can get to. Well, see, but there's a sweet spot there because he can also try to do too much. Whenever everyone oh, yeah. else around him is kind of loafing or you know not on their game, yeah, and he can start to play some hero ball. We don't need that. Yeah, but well, this that to me is like that's on the rest of the team. Bring your freaking A game this week. 
Yes. Because do not come know. out flat against the. I don't Bills. know what it is, but like at different points, the 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 defense or the receiving group or whatever has just kind of decided they don't need to play that hard this week. I know it's not that simple, but yeah, freaking focus. No weird drops. No tipped passes into the hands of defenders. No, uh, you know, grabby defensive backs who let us let, let us play ref ball, something like that. You know, they just everyone come to play. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Just That's come out, happen. perform, and you know, we will see. Sometimes the Chiefs can do that. Sometimes they can't. I was saying that, like, I was texting y'all during the game. Like, we had such a huge margin for error against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Where we go five drives that scoring a single point, we're down by seven. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do that against the Bills, you could be down by twenty. You know? Yeah. Or no, more. we could. And and I don't think that the, the way the, the Chiefs play the Chiefs now, I don't think we can have another Texans game where we score. Oh no, no, twenty eight points in one quarter. No, I don't think so. No. So. All right. Any other party thoughts on Chiefs Buffalo game? I think it's going to be a great game. Again, I'm going to say that I think whoever wins this game goes on to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I really think it's going to come down to the last minute, and I hope that we see some some magic Mahomes to get us the victory. All right, let's uh, let's do a very quick rundown of their other playoff games around the league. This, this like a recap of the games that have happened. Yeah, just give me give me one thought on each okay. of these, each of these games. I can do that. All right, let's go in order here. Bengals Raiders. Yeah. Um, happy for the Bengals. Still feel like they're going to get bounced against the Titans. Yeah, I feel like they like they, they remind me of kind of like when the Chiefs won the the game against the Texans in 2017 or something like that. I don't know. Do you remember the, like the first year the Chiefs won the playoff game? Oh, forever? I know, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Thirty zero against the Texans. Yeah, and we, we were just like kind of felt ourselves then and just got bounced immediately. Yeah, I hope that happens because I feel like the Bengals are a weirdly tough matchup for the Chiefs. Yeah, I think so. The nice nice story probably yeah. about to end. Patriots Bills. We've covered that. Patriots frauds. were frauds all along. I said it all you, along. You probably literally heard it Everyone first. else was wrong. Yeah. I was correct. Patriots were frauds and will continue to be frauds for the foreseeable future. Bucks Eagles. Uh, the Eagles suck. They really do. Like they They're they good. got to the playoffs based off beating like the Giants and the Jets and the football team. They looked defeated that whole game. Well, yeah, I mean they were just a completely outclassed it was a rough game. It was a rough day for the NFC East. Speaking of, Niners-Cowboys, LOLOL at the Cowboys. Look, the Cowboys were an okay team, but it's happened so often where, like, anytime they have a bit of a good thing going, they all start seeing Super Bowl trophies, and they all lose their minds. They were billed as a contender, and they were not a contender. And you kind of had they, had, they smelled a bit fraudulent all year long, yeah. and they were on my fraudulent list, and I think I got proven right. Yeah. Steelers Chiefs, obviously we watched that one. Um, let's talk really quickly about the other AFC game. Bengals, Titans. How do you feel about that? Oh, like the future game? Yeah, the future game. Uh I I don't think this is I think the Titans are gonna win. I think they're a super physical team, and I don't think the Bengals are gonna be prepared for that. Uh, about the only thing I think the Bengals have going for them in that game is if they can hit a lot of those yellow balls. And I mean like a lot of them. Yeah. Against a not very talented uh, Titans secondary, then it could be a, a bit of a close game. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get blown out, to I be think, honest with you. I think the only way it happens is if the if uh, Derrick Henry comes back and he's at like 60% instead of 
If he comes back and it was like, oh boy, he shouldn't be back yet. Yeah, yeah. If he's just not not on a roll yet, maybe. I I just think that the Titans are they're such a consistent. They're like weirdly one of the most consistent teams this year. Yeah, and it feels like they're finally getting healthy and they could be a scary team as well. Yeah. Um, Any thoughts on Cardinals Rams tonight? Um, I don't know. Both of these teams have had their ups and downs this year. I don't really know what to expect. I think a lot of it's going to be whether or not Stafford can keep himself from turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think the Rams are a bit better. I think the Cardinals have kind of faded down the stretch here like they did in previous years. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm picking the Rams. I think I'm pulling for the Cardinals, honestly. Oh, might be a contentious uh, night in the living room tonight then. Well, I think <laughs> I think it's because uh, I'm a little I'm not looking forward to the Super Bowl yet, but you know, I would rather a team with a dominant defensive line did not show up. Oh man, I am passing game. Let me tell you, last week I was looking completely past the Steelers. Yeah. This week, I there there is no tomorrow <laughs> after the Bills game. Like I'm not looking past that game at all cuz this is like this is the hardest game we've got. Yeah. Um, although flipping over to the NFC, I think the Rams have a better shot of being the Bucks, so that's what I'm rooting for. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm just kind of, uh, I'm ready to start talking about McVay as a, one of the best coaches in the game. Well, if he loses, if he loses just because I'm, I'm just tired of the, I'm tired of the Wonder Boy, don't believe in it, early 30s offensive him? coordinator guy. I'm just, I'm just tired of that. Well, that kind of sucks because they had that, a pretty good, uh, get that trope right out of here. Pretty, like, Kingsbury and uh, him. Yeah, I guess and, you're right. Uh, Shanahan. I guess you could even throw like Lafleur in there. They're all kind of in there right now. One of them's got to go at least. So that makes you feel any better. It does. It really does. <laughs> It'll be a great night. All right. Any parting thoughts here for the uh, Two Shows podcast? I think I already Without gave them. Um, it's going to be a stressful game, uh, but I'm kind of excited about it. Hey, it's fun just to be in this position, right? This feels like when the season's actually starting, to me. Uh, I don't know. It's been a long season to me. I feel I'm almost kind of worn out. But yeah, yeah. No, I know. But like, this is like this is the meat of the season. This is this yes. is what we've been waiting for. I get that feeling of like I want to win next week because I want to keep seeing the Chiefs play. Yeah, and I would be sad if I can't. Yep. But we will see. All right. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. A little bit of weed mixes some hard liquor, some vodka that'll just off my heart quicker than a shot when I get shot at the hospital while the doctor when I'm not cooperating. When I'm rocking the table while he's operating, yeah. you waited too long to stop debating, cause I'm back, I'm on the rag and ovulating. I know that you got a job, Miss Jamie, but your husband's heart problem's complicated. So the FCC won't let me be, or let me be me, so let me see. They try to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me, so come on here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.